what I found at that point in time was my truth at that point, it had no name. And like I say, truth has no name, man. Peace world, peace world. This is your man, Ant Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. It's a new second. It's a new minute. It's a new hour. It's a new day. It's a new month. And with that new month comes another opportunity and a new round of keeping the towel. And thank you so much for chilling out with me. Once again, this is your man, Ant Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And it's an honor. It's a blessing. It's a privilege to be in the mix with you again and thank you for allowing me into your eardrums to bang on them and hit those heartstrings. I'm in this ring with you in this fight called life because that's what life is. It's a fight, but you better be fighting to make sure you become victorious on it. And in this moment in time, I got someone who's in the gym with me. And this brother, I promise you, you're going to enjoy him. This brother, he's on YouTube. And if you don't know about him, you're going to know about him. And I promise you at the end of all this, you're going to want to check him out. All the way from Houston, Texas, I got the man himself in the gym with me, Mr. Soul Immortal. Soul Immortal, Soul, you there, brother? Hey, what's going on, brother, man? Glad to be on, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. It's a blessing, man. Glad to be on. Yes. Thank you so much, brother, for just taking some time out your day to um, get a chance to vibe with me. And we're going to get into this. You're going to get a chance to hear about this brother's life and just think that he went through and how he was able to go ahead and push through you're gonna hear some real talk this is not gonna be anything that is a joke it's just gonna be real so so you ready to go ahead and handle this i'm ready man all right y'all get in your mouthpieces time to get out the corner and here it is i need you to make sure your gloves are on and get to the center of the ring because the round has officially started let's get into this so so put people on to where it all started for you well well everything started man you know if i can just go as far back you know I grew up in a healthy household, man. Mother, father, present, had a sister. It, it was the ideal household, you know. Things was things were going uh, on course. And at a very young age, you know, my father passed away. When I was around 12, 13 years old, my father passed away. And that's when life kind of started to, to, to change up a little bit. You know, I had that whole single mother experience. And, and even though, you know, my mom gave me 100% effort, man, and did a, an amazing job, you know, there's still some trauma associated with coming up in a in a uh, in, in a single household, man. Even in the best of environments. So, you know, like a lot of times, like what I'm talking about now is trauma. That that's really what I'm attaching to, man. To a lot of stuff that I experienced in my youth, right? But you know, I, I made it through that and 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 found myself, uh, you know, in, in in a healthy relationship in life, right? But what I what I didn't know, man, is that is that in due time, a lot of that stuff would come back and start to haunt me, man. And when I say a lot of stuff coming to haunt me, meaning meaning for one, not having that masculinity now in my life, you know, during my teenage years, you know, a, a lot of brothers just don't understand how how important it is, you know. So that's that's a lot of times what I'm stressing, you know, the importance of of, of male figures, of, of men being in other men's life, and your iron sharpening iron, like, brother, it, it's crucial. Because during the years of, you know, between 20 and 30, man, my life would do all kinds of things strictly, strictly based on me not having, you know, a lot of male presence in my life. Let's go from there with your father passing. If you don't mind me asking, what did he pass from? No. And what did that, what did that do to you when you got word about it? So, so when, I, when I was about 10 or 11 or 12 years old, man, you know, me and my father, we had a, we had a very great relationship. And the thing is, my, my father, between the years of, like, no lie, between 6 and 12, 
man, he told me so many things that at the time made absolutely no sense. You know, <laughs> I, I knew he was giving me wisdom. He, he was, yeah, he was telling me about my friends. He was telling me about my future. He was telling me about, you know, things I was experiencing as a man. At the time, I was like, one, why is he telling me this? And two, like, like it's just not making any sense. And the thing is, you know, later on down the road, all that stuff would, would come, you know, come and make sense. But, but so when I was around 12 years old, man, I remember getting, uh, hearing the doorbell ring at about 10 o'clock at night. You know, my mom wakes up, she, she answers the door, and I can hear what's going on. It's the police department. And they're asking about my sister for some reason. And I'm thinking, oh, man, my sister didn't got in trouble at school. She was in college. And then they said, well, the, you know, that's my mom that I know. Uh, you know, they said my father's name. And she said, yes. And they said, well, ma'am, he's been in an accident, uh, a car accident, and uh, he didn't make it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I remember my mom breaking down. And, and what happened, man, he, he was hit head on by a drunk driver in a cement truck, bro. So he was like, it was pretty much instant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my father was a pastor. You know, he, you know, so so there were, you know, there were lots of people coming over, and there was still, I still had, you know, a few male figures, but, but man, that that was a uh, that that was an interesting time because because like that was my, you know, like I didn't know I didn't know that I leaned so much on my father at the time, you know, so so it was it was a difficult time, and, and again, going back to me growing up in that single household, it it, it was a challenge. Now, now the the benefit that I had, man, as far as like. As far as like my spirituality, my grandmother had just moved like with like less than a mile from us, man. And, and as far as my spirituality, brother, she, she took she 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 took the reins on that, man. She she made sure that I was you know going down you know in in what her eyes would be the right direction at the time, man. So so man, I, I'm very appreciative of that. You know, it was a a weekly ritual of mine to go down to her house on Saturday mornings, man, and, and she would cook breakfast and, and ask you know. A reward for her, I guess, for cooking me breakfast. I would have to sit there for a couple hours and, and let her pound the Bible in me and spiritual. <laughs> uh, but, but man, yeah, but I, I extracted man, man, tons from that. And even though a lot of this stuff is like really not my core belief now, it, it led me down. You know, it, it definitely led me down in, in the right direction. I'm sure through that teenage years that you had to like typical every teenager do trial and error. You hang with certain people or you did certain things like every like almost every teenager is done. So now oh, yeah. you said during that your your twenties leading into your thirties, take us through Soul's life during his twenties. What was that? Oh man, yeah, man, that that was the most. You know, my twenties were the most crucial parts of my life. First off, man, at, at twenty one, at twenty one, I got married to my high school sweetheart, man. And even though, even though you know, looking back, that was that was not a good decision. Looking back, I understand why why young men, you know, getting ready to leave the city or getting ready to go to the military and all that stuff, feel like they they need to get married, man. I know a lot of guys feel like, at least for me, growing up in East Texas, man, I felt like I felt like outside of East Texas, like that was the end of the world. So I was like, man, let, let me capitalize, let me get me a wife and start this whole thing now. So at twenty one, I got married, brother. <clears throat> but 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 things start happening around twenty three, twenty four. Uh, as far as like my spirituality, as far as like my growth, I can remember being a Sunday school teacher at a small church in Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, well, let me go back. I remember going to a church in Oklahoma and I was just, I was just the guy that sit in the back. Me and my wife would sit in the back and, and just kind of attend and support, you know? And I can remember the pastor asking me to teach Sunday school. 
Now, my father was a preacher, man, so I, I knew the Bible pretty much, man. But I was like, nah, like, I'm not I'm not really feeling that. After a few weeks, man, he convinced me to do it. And and the thing the thing that happened, that this is when my life sort of just took a complete turn. I can remember studying the Bible because I took this serious. I, I can remember studying the Bible, getting ready to teach a class. And I can remember seeing things in there that I had never seen before. And I can remember going, you know, going to the class and presenting certain texts and, and pieces of information to to the people in the class, and they were like, "Hey, you know, you can't, you can't really, you can't really question this kind of stuff." That led me on a on, on a spiritual journey. That led me to, to 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 separate myself from church and just to go on my own journey for a while. It's, it, it was almost like it was almost like a reset point in my life. And I, I remember telling someone the other day, I said, "I can remember during this time, it, it's almost like." I don't know if it was a few weeks or a few months. It was like life was just a blur. Like like life life just went went gray. And I can remember when I snapped out of it, man, my hair was long, my beard was crazy, and I was just in a different state. But during that time, all I did, all I did was fast, eat, meditate. You know, I went to work, but if I wasn't working, that's what I was doing, man. I was so hungry for just knowledge. You know, just knowledge, and it just, it just it just led me on a different path. So, so around you know twenty five ish, when I'm on this new path, when I'm on this new, you know, I'm getting these downloads from the source, and, and I'm just thinking different. I can easily say that that was the reason, uh, or the primary reason for my divorce. Man, again, I was married to my high school sweetheart. I mean, life was good, healthy relationship, no infidelity, no nothing. But but what I what I noticed is we we were growing on two different paths at that point, and that's why I always tell a lot of young men. I say you know you know I know you know when you have a a young lady at twenty one, and, and you're talking about marriage, you know they call me you know asking certain questions. I said man I know you love her, and I'm not saying don't go down that road because it's good to marry young if you meet that person. But just know between the years of twenty uh, and, and thirty. Like, like when you hit 30, you're going to be a completely different person. And in my situation, that's what happened, man. So me and my wife, we, we just grew apart. We were both still solid people, just, just on two different ends of the spectrum, uh, got divorced. And, and man, that, that's, you know, around 30, between 30, you know, 31, that's, that's when my, I started like finding my life mission. That's when I started slowly, I wasn't fully tapped in. I was slowly tapping into my purpose, man. I was slowly starting to find myself. I was just living life uh, differently and, and looking at things uh, from a different lens, man. Let's take it back a little on that one. When okay. you okay. went at that Sunday school and you you found something in the Bible that started to shift you. And and I remember you telling that story prior before. And that was what was made. That was so interesting to me when you did when you spoke about that and. When you told that to people and they said, no, 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 did they go to tell the pastor or did the pastor find out or the preacher, did he find out or she found out when on their well, own? Yeah, what, no, it, it, it all happened. It all happened like over the course of maybe two Sundays, two or three Sundays. Like I was teaching, I was seeing certain things. And like once I started questioning things, there were some other things taking place in the church at the same time. So the uh, needle that broke the camel's back was, like, like all this was happening at the same time. And I can remember, I can remember once I started teaching Sunday school, they automatically put me on this, like this board. And this was a small church. They put me on this board of like maybe six or seven uh, members. And we were kind of making decisions with the uh, finances and all this stuff. And we would have meetings after church. 
and I can remember this 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 old this elderly lady man elderly lady man she was a, a single lady uh, I know she didn't have much she had been there for you know for years and I was constantly paying her tithes and all friends and, and I can remember her her coming to the meeting or, or presenting information to the meeting she was needing like uh I was like 118 dollars for a prescription of medicine and everybody in the room everybody in the room was like nope nope we can't afford it and I'm and I that that, that shook me, man. That that shook me. I said, "You telling me, you know, you know, we're a church. We're here to help people. You know, I'm looking at our budget. I know we have bills, but you telling me this lady, you know, that needs this medication can't get assistance after she's given so much here." And I said, "Surely, like I, I'm, you know, com- you know, adding that onto what I've been reading and studying." I said, "I said I'm in the wrong place." I said, I need to step away from this whole thing and, and find self because this, this is not it. You know, I said, this is not it, man. So that, that was the thing that separated me. But, but the thing is, the thing is like, like, I mean, I can't exactly remember what the actual texts were that I was presenting to the class. But what I do remember is, ultimately, I was like, I said, I said you know, we've been reading this thing and I was taught to read this thing from the perspective of, you know, praying to Jesus and Jesus the Father and, and singing and worship. I said, but when I'm reading this for myself, I said, I'm seeing none of that. I said, I'm seeing the opposite. I said, I said, why why are we doing certain things? Why do we have certain certain practices when it specifically says, you know, X, Y, Z and it's not going going the what, you know, it's not it's not it's not lining up with what we're teaching. And when I would go line by line and question it and point out certain things, people were like, no, like, no, we know what it says, but this is what we've been taught. Like, just just shut up and ride the, ride the boat, you know? And what that did, it, 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 it separated me, but it's crazy. It's crazy because during this same two or three week period, I had a good friend when I was in the military. He was, uh, he was a Muslim. And he was always, always asking me to come to Juma, you know, the Friday prayer. And I said, brother, I'll come to Juma if you come if you come to church with me. You know, I was trying to convert this brother to Christianity. You know, <laughs> and uh, and he agreed. You know, he came he came to church with me one you know one of these weeks during this small period. And, and it's crazy because when I left the church that that following Friday, I I was craving to hear what he had to say. I was craving to hear hear, hear you know what Juma was like. And I'll be honest, but, but my first impression, I can remember when it was on, on a uh, military post in Oklahoma, Fort Seal. And I went to the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the service and, and the imam said, you know what, you can sit in the back if you're not comfortable, you know, actually participating in prayers and, and just listening to them and watching them. I said, you know what, brother? I said, I said, these people are following what I read from Jesus and in the Bible more than what I thought Christians were at the time. And long, long story short, I ended up converting to Islam. Uh, I, I practiced the religion from 2003 to 2000, maybe 10. And, and, and then, you know, that again, part of my spiritual growth was just, you know, again, just, just separating and finding self. I had no issue with it. And I, and I still attend to my, and both church now every once in a while, but what I found at that point in time was my truth at that point, it had no name. It had no name. Like, like I, I couldn't attach myself. Like, like I could, I could practice a religious, but I couldn't attach myself. I couldn't put that label on me because one, I felt like it was restricting my, my communication with, with the source or the most high. I was like, you know what, for me to call myself a, a this or that, it's saying that everything outside of that is, is, 
either lacking something or or not what I am. So I just, I just I just removed all religion from my from my uh from myself. And and like I say, truth has no name, man. It it is just you know. And I began to receive like more downloads when I when I got in that energy. You know, it was like no restrictions almost. So now we can push it to where we, where you were with um okay. at that spot where you crossroads with your with your wife and you're like all right look we are on two different spiritual paths during that time when you found when you were now on this embarking on this journey and your wife was where she was what did that do to your home man my, my home was a was a very it, it was a very dark dark space man it, it, it got to the point where see at that point in time I, brother, I, I didn't believe in divorce. I was like, you know what, man? You know, we're, we're married, and we we gonna make this work. And, and I'm gonna try everything to make this work. And I think she had the exact same same energy. Gonna ride it but out. It, it came to, yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was ride it out, man. It was like it was weird. I've been married for for ten years. I mean, brother, there was never no cheating. There was never no mistrust. It it was healthy. Every part of the relationship was healthy, man. It just it was strictly based on us growing in two different directions. But but what happened for me, man, and, and the sign factor where I was like, you know what, okay, it, it's time for me to go, is when is when I no longer wanted to live, man. I was like, you know what, man, like like life is so bad where where I don't even want to exist anymore, man. I said, you know, if it's this bad, it's time for me to, to for me to leave the situation. So the, the relationship just kind of went downhill. At the same time, at the same time, there's a lot of things going on, you know, as far as my spirituality. I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, get knowledge and, and I'm still receiving certain pieces of information. And, and and once we got divorced, this is crazy, man. This is how I know some things were taking place spiritually. I remember we, you know, my wife had filed for divorce, and we, had, you know, we had, we were living in two different places. And I can remember, uh, you know, we were waiting on the final the, the divorce to be final. I can remember waking up, going to work one day, and and she called. She she sent me a text or call and said, "Hey, you know what? The divorce papers are ready." Uh, he meet me downtown, and I went downtown, brother, and we met. You know, her and I was still we were on, you know, we were on good terms. We were still talking, and we signed the divorce papers. And you know, I was, you know, giving you know all, all my orders on what I was supposed to do and what she was supposed to do. And I can remember returning to work, and when I returned to work, now I, I wasn't in work no more than 15, 20 minutes. And I looked down the hall, and, and one of the uh, one of the I believe he was one of the like HR VPs or something. I see him walking down the hall and I said, this is not good. Like, like he doesn't even have an office here and he's walking toward my office. I said, this is not, it's not good. At the same time, you know, we were in a, it was 2009, you know, the, the economy was bad. The oil and gas industry was bad. So I knew what was coming. So he came in and we had a conversation. Long story short, I got laid off. So, what? So, so, and I can remember, what? Yeah. Brother, I got divorced and laid off at the same <laughs> within, a, within an hour on the same day. Oh man! So, so yeah, so life took a turn. I went from having income, you know, you know. First off, I had a, I had a double income. Me and my wife were married, so dual income coming into a household. We got divorced, so that was. I mean, you know, she we went separate ways, so that was an adjustment. And then I lose my job, and now I'm paying you know X amount of dollars in child support and, and all this. So life just went from zero to a hundred. Or a hundred to zero, like in less than an hour, brother. So, but the thing is, man, as, as bad as bad as things were, I'm not gonna lie, man. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I could tell, I could tell that that something spiritual was happening in my life. I didn't know what it was, and and I had fears and all that stuff. 
But it's crazy when he when they, when he came and laid me off, man. I walked around and, and shook all the men's hands. I went and hugged the ladies, man, and and because I knew something good was happening, as bad as it was. Now the thing is, it would get very bad. It mm. would get very bad, man. Over the next couple of uh, weeks, or or uh, I guess over the next couple of weeks or months, I'm not sure how long that time was. I, you know, I didn't have any income coming in. Uh, I didn't have any furniture because my wife took most of the furniture. I, all I had was was uh, a part of a sofa. I had the small, the small, the little seat of a sofa, and I had an old school big screen television mm. and, 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 and a PlayStation, which I played. I had three DVDs, no cable. I watched three DVD, three, three DVDs over and over for months, man. And what would happen? But I didn't have any money, man. I started getting letters for, you know, repossession of my truck. I started getting letters, uh, foreclosure on my home. Uh, I can I can remember pawning stuff like like jewelry and, and little knickknacks around the house that I said. I remember pawning that stuff just to eat, mm. just just to just to get a. I mean, just to get you know ninety nine cent menu type food, man. Like, like life was bad, and and I can remember I can remember when it got at its darkest point, my lights got cut out. And I can remember calling my mother, and she said, "She said, hey, you know, she was kind of reassuring me. She said it's gonna be okay. She said as long as you got a roof over your head, she said it's, it's gonna be okay. But this is what I was feeling, man. Yeah, that's and what I want to know. What was I, what was going through your mind, your heart, brother, and your spirit at that time, at that low point? I can tell you, man. At, at that point, that's when I, I I was ready to leave this planet. I, I was I was contemplating suicide, man. And this was. Right, this was around October the 17th, 2009. Mm. And so for the next two or three days, all I thought about, man, I said, you know what? Like, I can identify now. Like, when people commit suicide, and I can remember, you know, hearing all the years when people would take their life and people would say, oh, man, he, he took the coward route or he did this or she did this. I understand what people are going through now. It's, it's not that they're, t- you know, it's not that they're cowards. It's not, it's not that they're trying to, you know, escape something. What people are thinking is, I'm simply tired of playing the game of life. That's right. Like, like it's no, it's no longer fun to me because this is what I felt, man. I felt like I, I just felt betrayed by the whole planet. Mm. You know, for one, I, I, what I was saying myself, I said, man, you know, I, I've served my country. I, I've gone to war for this country. I said, man, and, and look at look at my situation. I said, I, I said, look at my, you know, I said, look at my, uh, my, you know, my friends. I said, a lot of my friends. None of my friends were there. I said, I said, my wife. I said, I, I, I took care of my wife during this whole time. I took care of her family. I was thinking about when I took her, when I sent her family to, you know, overseas vacations and all this stuff. I said, the world is like really, really, you know, don't give a, don't give a dang about, about me now. And I was just at the lowest place. I said, man, I no longer want to play this game. And I can remember, man, the, 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 the two or three years before that, uh, I was studying, you know, uh, I hadn't studied Neville Goddard yet. I was studying Napoleon Hill and, 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 and Wallace Waddles about creation and life and all this stuff. I, I'd been studying this stuff, and it was almost like it was just sitting in the back of my mind, just just waiting on the right time. So, so that was October the seventeenth when I was at my at my lowest point. October the nineteenth, I can remember. I said, "Man, like, 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 this is it, man." I can remember saying, "You know what? I, like, today is my last day." I was sure of it. Mm. I was sure of it, and I can remember. There was this girl, man. There was this girl that I had the, the hugest crush on back in the day. And I can remember getting a, and I had just got on Facebook, like within weeks. You know, Facebook was kind of new to new back then. She sent me a notification. I got a notification from a, a friend request. And I was like, what? 
and her and I started chopping it up. And I'm not gonna lie, this uh, young lady brought me out of a dark spot, and we it turned into a relationship. And uh, <laughs> to be to be honest, brother, I always talk about this relationship in video. It was a very toxic relationship, you know, when it was said and done. But I always say, I always tell people that, that this sister definitely saved my life. Mm. Out of all the bad things I can say, I said, if nothing else, she saved my life, man. So I'm forever indebted. But so, so you know, I came out of that, man, and, and I started, you know, this is, this, this, is, this is like a defining moment. I can remember during the same time, you know, again, uh, you know, my, my lights were still out. Everything was still bad, man. And I can remember... Uh, driving to a Starbucks because I didn't have internet because I didn't have any, any power. And I was, I was driving to a Starbucks and I heard a guy on the radio talking about a book uh, as a man, as a man think by James Allen. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just listening. And he says this quote, brother, that changed my entire life. He said, man does not attract what he wants. He said, man attracts what he is. And he said, so, so, so if any man has any issues with the way his life is going, going, you know, the way his life is going, it's simply where he's vibrating. Like it's his choice. And bro, that was almost like the glue that I needed to put everything that I've been studying, you know, for years, brother, you know, it, it put everything in place. Then I didn't even go to Starbucks. I was going to Starbucks to, uh, to fill out applications, you know, for a job. I didn't even go to Starbucks. I turned around because I said, you know what? I think I have this book. And I went home, man, and I'm, and I'm I'm turning over boxes, and I found it. I had that book, man, for a couple of years and never even opened it. Mm. And I read that book. I read that book, man, and, and it, it resonated so much with me. And I'm going to tell you this, brother. From, from the day I read that book, I want to say 60 days later, anywhere between 45 and 90. I can't remember the exact time frame. I, I went from being broke. I went from having no, no food, plenty of stuff for food. I went from having no lights on to owning my own trucking business to owning my own trucking business man i believe my first when i first started that business it was, it was doing it was doing 10k a month just just on the initial you know just starting it up and the thing is i was like you know what this, this world has always been here like it was just a matter of, of me tapping into it. and i'm telling you about for the next year all i could do was was reflect on myself all I could do, all I could do is, you know, you know, hindsight. I was looking back, even back to my teenage years, the good and the bad. I said, you know what? I, I created that world. I always tell brothers I talk to. I said, you know, they call me talking about, they call want to talk about manifestation and creation. And, and we talk about the past first and, and get to where they are now. I said, well, brother, well, you know, before we even go forward, the first thing you have to understand or the first thing you have to, you know, acknowledge is that all this bad stuff you're talking about, like you created that. Because if you don't understand you created that, then there's no point of us even having a, a conversation going forward because it won't make sense to you because you, because you're giving your power away, you know? So that was like, man, that was, that was like 20, between 20 and, and 30, 31. Mm. So that was like, that was like, man, that, that, that was what created me. And, and, and those were some of my, my worst years, worst financial years, the most pain, the most, you know, loneliness. And those, those moments are what define it. That's why I always tell brothers, I said, man, your blessing is going to be when, when you're at the bottom. Yes. I said, because I said, that's, I said, that's going to, I said, it's going to separate you from all the people who don't need to be in your life. When, when you win, it's going, it's going to show you truth. It's going, it's going to, it's going to make you strong, you know, by, by being able to sit, you know, sit still, have no money, have no friends. It, it's going to, it's going to build you up to be who you really are, man. I, I love, I love that part of my life, even though it was, it was the hardest, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I remember when you spoke about that, when you said like, yeah, you know, you was at, I think you was at what, 300 pounds at the time. And yeah, I was like, I was like 270, man. I was right. Heavy. Right there. And it was just like, and you spoke about that. And I was just like, wow. And to see soul now. And I was like, what? He was almost, he was, the, he was at that spot, but to see where you were and to hear where you were, and just to, just to hear that part that yeah you was th- like you actually had the date like yeah this is it I'm gonna I'm gonna move out of it but it's yeah. just also crazy at the point that you, as you're saying that you was at the low point that a toxic relationship is also what sort of saved you and I think that's the con- yeah. it's, it's kind of like a contradictory thing because normally you hear the opposite yeah. like a, a toxic relationship broke me but to hear a toxic relationship saved you. That's an interesting perspective. It, 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 it's a little different, but you know what? You know, I, I always, I always, uh, like when guys call me and they're talking about, you know, their relationship and their woman. I always ask. I said, well, when y'all first met, I said, what was your life like when y'all met? But because because you, you're gonna attract what you are, and if you attract a woman, you know, when you're vibrating low, you know, then that then that's what you are. And the thing is, I mean, I was about to take my life, so it, it doesn't it doesn't get any lower than that. You know, so when she came in my life, like she was, she was, she was uh, the best thing since sliced bread, because we, we were both, we were both vibrating low, man. And I, and I loved this woman. I still love this woman to this day. But it, it's just like when, when I started coming out of that that dark spot, the thing is, she, she didn't want to come with me, man. And you know what was weird for the next ten years, and and this is what I when I made uh, the beautiful faces of evil. This is what I made it about, man. For the, for the next ten years, her and I, like, like, like I love this woman, brother. Like, like I literally wanted wanted to marry this woman. For the next ten years, though, man, we we went through so many ups and downs. It was almost like at least once a year we wouldn't have a hard breakup and just stay. And, and what, what I what I had to learn, what I didn't understand was taking place. It's like it's like when her and I were together, it was like things were uh, things were bad, man. My money was funny, life was just life just wasn't good. But as soon as I, her and I broke up, it was like, you know what, man? Things are getting back right. Things are getting back right. And what was happening is, I, 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 what I wanted was, I said, you know what, man? This woman has been in my life. You know, of course, this is the same woman that, that saved my life. So so if anybody's going to be in that spot, this is who I want to be in that spot. But the thing is, when, when I got to my high place and I would reach back to try to bring her up, like, hey, like, like this is what it feels like to vibrate high. But she, she couldn't do it. It, it wasn't in her frequency, so I had to make a decision. I said, either either I'm going to continue vibrating high without her, or I'm going to have to go back down there to vibrate with her. And that's what I was doing for ten years without even knowing what was taking place. You know, looking back, I can see it now, man. And then at, at some at some point in time, I said, brother, I just have to uh, save myself, man. And, and her and I went separate ways, and, and that was the end of it. And life life just life just happened after that. Like it happened, and the thing is, like like when I see where I am, where I am now, just like 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 the life I live now, man, it's the life that I created. I could have had that life ten years earlier if I would have known how, how the world worked, if I'd have known how energy worked. So so that's why I'm trying to tell you, and brothers, like when I talk about relationship, when I talk about energy, when I talk about creation, it's like brothers, I don't want y'all to have to, I don't I don't want them young brothers to have to, to experience certain things they don't, that they don't have to. It's like we have, to, we have to bridge that gap. You know what I'm saying? When you are at that different frequency, that different vibe, and someone is, and you're trying to pull someone up, you get in a sense that you start, you start diminishing a little. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? You start oh, yeah. you start feeling that, and I and I've been in that situation before when it's like, all right, I'm trying to help bring you up, but then you know you're not realizing like, man, if I'm trying to bring this person up and they're not coming up, I'm starting to go down. And yeah, you know those things you don't really think about then, like, man, how did I attract these people around me? And it's like, well, because I was I was operating on a low vibe on a low frequency but here it is when you operate on that and something that i didn't learn particularly when it came to um it brought me back to my music engineering time when we would go ahead and we would do um electromagnetic stuff and and all that and they were just always talking about when a low frequency is gonna get with another low frequency you would not even know that it's high you wouldn't even mm. know it because they're they're in they're in sim- similar blend particularly on the screen yeah. right on the radar yeah. it's like oh well yeah they're looking the same but then when my uh. i never forget my my professor said all right watch this so then he he did a magnification on the screen and then this thing was off the chart so like it was hitting off the charts. Wow. It was like, but hold up, but this thing is is low. He said exactly because you see it's low, but these two frequencies make it look like it's going high. And wow. I said, man, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, what? And I was like, man. So as you're saying that, it's like it reminds me that when we get with certain people, we're like, yo, this is everything is going right, and it seems like it's going right, so we think, and then it's like, nah, not really, because something is still yeah. off here. So, moving ahead with that, mm-hmm. so, um, I remember when you, again, watching so many of your stuff, and you spoke about, you had basically everything. You had a dope crib, you had cars, bikes, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. then you got to a point where it was monk mode, and if anybody don't know about that, please go and look that up. That's not an easy mode to get into. You really got to put your mind in that. It's not an easy thing. But when you spoke about that one time and you said, yo, I gave up a lot of that stuff. Cars, bikes, clothes, everything. What made you decide to get into that mode and do all that? Was that part of your you know, spiritual you know, growth? It definitely was, man. Well, it, it started off as something else. To be honest, it started off as as aggravation. Like I, I think I think when a lot of when a lot of guys you know end up in, in quote unquote monk mode, I don't think I don't think they initially start off saying you know what okay I'm going into monk mode and this is where I'm headed. I think you just look up one day and you and you're there because what I did I was you know what what sent me there was for one you know when I came out of my my marriage. You gotta think, I've been married for 10 years and it was my high school sweetheart. So I, I was out of the dating game for, for almost 15, 16 years. So I was like, man, I was frustrated. I was like, one, my money is not right. Two, uh, my interaction with women sucked. So so out of aggravation, I said, man, you know what? Screw the world. Let me let me just worry about myself. And, and as I started worrying about that, the first thing I noticed was the world, the world response to that. Energetically, first of all, I, I noticed women respond to that because the the moment and when I say moment I mean the moment I made that hard decision it's crazy within days a lot of the same women that were were denying me were hitting me up were in my DMs and I couldn't at that time I couldn't make sense of it I was like like nothing's changed like I'm still the same size my money is still the same like wow these women changing it's all energy but as, as far as spirituality man that, that separation is everything like, like that's when I started. This is when I started, uh, the, uh, you know, learning a lot from from Neville Goddard. I started reading the, reading the Resurrection, 
uh, and a few other uh, of his works, man. And he always talked about he always talked about the silence. I could listen to some of his lectures, and, and he he would be talking, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, and all of a sudden he would just stop and he would say, "Let's let's go into the silence." He would get quiet for two minutes, and then he would start back talking. And I never I never questioned like what was he you know what he was talking about, but that silence, man, is almost like you know what what muck mode is. It's just it's just it's almost just just taking time to separate from everything and just just listening to the universe speak and just just clearing your thoughts. So I, I went into that whole mode, man, and, and man, I, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about uh, you know what peace is. I learned so much about uh, happiness. And man, what I what I under, what I found out, man, was that you know the prior years when I was buying, you know, had the home built, bought the cars, man, I had a driveway full of cars, four wheelers in the garage, motorcycles. What what I understood was what I found in that silence, like that peace that I found, I said, this is, this is what I was looking for the whole time. So, so when I went out and bought and bought a new, you know, higher booster, you know, for, for about six months, I had this feeling like, like, yes, like this is bliss. And then it would go away. And I would say, now, now it's time to get the Corvette or now it's time to get the Camaro or whatever. And I said, you know what? All I'm doing is chasing this piece. Mm. Brother, one time, one, 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 once I went to that mode and, and found that piece, Brother, I was like, this is what I've been looking for, man. And, and, and instantly, it was like, it's like my desire for all those things. Man, I can remember just, I can remember just like, I just, I just, I just lost. Now, I'm not going to front like I don't like things. I still, you know, mm-hmm. I still have goals and dreams and want to get, you know, certain things. Absolutely. But it's like, man, that stuff is so back burner. It's, it's so back burner. And I can remember, I can remember reading this, man. Uh, it was in the book. Uh, it's in the book Master Key System, and I'm paraphrasing. And it says it says uh, something like 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 the race has normally been to, to gain all these things and, and, and all this stuff. It said, but once a man finds true power, he he, he loses he pretty much he loses all interest in that. In, in other words, when you see a lot of when you see a lot of people out stunning, you know, and doing all these things, some of these people are doing it or doing it for to say, hey, look look like I am successful. But what it was saying is like once a man hits success, then then what's the need to show you're successful? Like like you are the example, not what you have. And man, that that changed everything in me, man. And I still I still purchase clothes, but if you look at my video, ninety percent of the time I'm still wearing the same the same yeah. black sweatshirts. You know, <laughs> I, I just you know because it's like it's like it's like that's so that's so minute to me now. It's like peace. It's like peace is uh, it's like it's like I live peace now instead of instead of seeking it, man. And it's kind of it, it's it's game changing. Yeah, it's game changing, man. Yeah, and I remember when you when you spoke about that one time in one of your videos that you know it was easy for you to hit the club and pop bottles. It was nothing to you, and it was like oh, yeah. I remember one time you was like, yeah, I ordered like two bottles of blah, and I was like. What? <laughs> like, and then you was like, Man, and it was crazy when I popped these bottles. All of a sudden, these people, and it was funny how you said the minute I popped, they heard the cork pop. All these people just started yeah. surrounding me, and I was like, man. And then when you said in, the, it was right after you left that party wherever you were, and you said, what was I doing this for? Who was I doing this? Yeah, I was doing this for them or for for me? But it was like, nah, I was doing it for them. And, and going back to what you said that. To, to grab, you know, to get the latest whip and everything. I remember when I was reading Deion Sanders' book, Money, Power, and Sex, and he said uh-huh. that 
he he purchased, I think it was a, a, a Ferrari or a Lambo. And, you know, this is when, of course, you know, we know Deion Sanders was at the at the prime of his game and everything. Oh, yeah. And my oh, man yeah. was like, he said he brought this Lambo, Ferraris, one of those two. And then he said, like, he drove down the highway. He pulled over to the side of the road. He said he was like 20, 30 minutes off the lot with this thing. He was like, why did I even buy this? Mind you, this thing was like an eighty, wow. ninety thousand dollar car. He's like, why did I buy this? Yeah. And crashed it. Wow. And then he was wow. like, and he crashed it, like just crashed it. And he was like, yo, but you got the car. He's like, yeah, but I don't even like it. And he said, and he was, and just as you said that, that you know, you were buying peace. Same thing he said. Yeah. I was buying yeah. peace because I think this is gonna give me peace. And I think in this time and day and time we're in with social media yeah. obsession. This is what we think yeah. is peace. Like, yo, what? Soul got what? I, right, I'm gonna match yeah. that because soul is smiling. But we don't know. Again, taking the title, taking the title from from what you what you from your book, from your um from your piece, the beautiful faces of evil. This is too one of our beautiful faces of evil. Cause like, what what is one of um the seven deadly sins? Greed, right? Yeah. And envy. Yep. And so what it is like? All right, well, soul looked peaceful because he caught. A Camaro and then he got a Corvy. Yeah. All right. Well, Soul is going to show you that. He's going to show you he's yeah. smiling and saying, Yo, on top of the world, God is good. Of course, he's yeah. going to show you that. But Soul is not yeah. going to show you, Yeah, just that night, I was about to end my life. Yeah. He's yeah. going to show you that because exactly. why? Why? So then now exactly. I'm going to try to chase Soul and try to chase Soul's peace when Soul don't even have peace. So it's like the blind leading exactly. the blind. Exactly what it's like. It's cra it's crazy, man. You know, I can remember. I, I can remember on my, on my 40th birthday, mm. I was living downtown Dallas, man. I had man, life life was good because I was going through these cycles of learning again. Even though I lost all that stuff early in life, I was going through the same phases again. I was living downtown Dallas in a high rise, man. I, I could see the whole city. Had a big beans in the garage. Life was good. 40th birthday, man. I had a big pool party. It it was like. But it was like a music video. And it, it was just like an epic time. And I can remember that night when everybody left. I remember when I went upstairs and I was sitting on my couch. I was in my apartment by myself. And I said, man, I feel just as low as I did on October the 19th, 2009. I said, even though everything is good, I said, I'm winning right now. And I feel just as bad as I did when I was sitting on the floor with, with a gun in my hand. I said, something is not right with this. I said some something is not right, man. And I end up, I end up. Uh, I think my, my aunt passed a couple of weeks after that, and I ran across an old school back in the hometown. And man, he pulled me to the side, and, and he just he just gave me the game. He was like, "It's not what you think." And he didn't even know what I was going through. He you know he saw me on social media winning. He was like, "Man, I see you winning." He says, "But you're moving wrong." Mm. And he gave me a whole spiel. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I, I went home after that funeral. And, and that's when I, 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 again, I sold everything. I sold all my furniture. I sold the bins. I left the high rise and I moved, I moved to North Dallas, kind of out here in the middle of nowhere. And man, I just spent the next year just finding myself and finding my truth, man. And that's when I really started separating from, from a lot of the material things that, you know, or, or the, let me say the love for the material things yeah. or let those things define me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause that's what I was doing before. I, I was I was trying to get peace out of that. Really, really, I was trying to. I was really buying these things for peace, as well as pretty much extracting peace from everybody else that showed me appreciation for getting these things. 
you know, so it was like it was like I was getting these things for other people almost. It was just a lose lose situation, man. Be that leech, you sucking out their piece because you think that's gonna give you peace. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, like like they're gonna give me good energy because I'm quote unquote winning. I was like, man, I'm. I'm all kinds of jacked up, man. Mm. So, so it's like that. Ne- that next, you know, from from you know those next one or two years, I just I just found myself. And the main, the first thing I had to do, was, or the main thing I had to do, was just like define like what my purpose w- was going to be. Mm. I I kind of knew what I wanted my purpose to be, but I I, I hadn't stepped in it. It's a difference between knowing and, and stepping in it, man. Yeah. And when once I stepped in it, brother, life life just just it happened. Yeah. It's like that. It's like now for the first time, like I'm living. Mm. It's like I'm living, man. So, so moving on. It was a video you did that was so on point. I think I can't say this was your realest one because you did so many. It was real, but this one I can say was one of your top ones. When you was sitting down and you just showed like um, you just had clips, right? One clip. You mm. sitting on the phone and you remember they had the Bussex challenge. You remember that? During um, yeah. 2020 Busted Challenge, everybody's doing the Busted Challenge. So almost every lady and some fellas, pause, who's doing that? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you were doing that. You was eating an apple, did another one. You was watching the Busted. Then you kept doing it. It's like three, four different clips. And then you was then you just say, yo, I was realizing I watched this Busted Challenge. And I just wanted to see five minutes of it. I didn't realize I was on it for an hour and a half watching so many busted challenges. And then he was like, the whole time, I didn't realize I was eating an apple. And I was like, oh, right there, my man was eating an apple in each one of those clips. And I was like, wow, you speak about how we as men, we get caught up in the physical. And you talk about the hub. That's Pornhub for y'all who don't know. But... You speak about what porn does to us. So just elaborate on that. Why is that important for you? Has and still important for you to talk about to brothers? Oh man, you, you know, you know the, the hub, man. I won't say I had just like a hard addiction to it. I, I think I watched it about as much as, as the average man did. You know, back back you know a while back. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't, what I didn't, what I didn't know was doing man, It was first off, it was desensitizing me. Like, like when you when you see when you see all these women going to get the injections and all this stuff, it's because uh, it's because a lot of us men are consistently needing more and more because you know once you get desensitized to just the the, the average female body, it, it's going to take more to turn you on. So I think yeah. that sparks a lot of it. Yeah. But but man, but just by me releasing that, man, it, it first off it heightened my attraction to women. Like like. Like I can just see the average woman, and I I can just I can just be turned on by almost just like by the female gender. Now it doesn't take it doesn't take all that. So what that what that what that says is when a man is in a relationship, whether he's dating, whether he's married, and he's still entertain entertaining the hub, like he, he his relationship is going to suffer. Absolutely. And for the longest for the longest, uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that I didn't believe that I didn't think that, but but it does, man. Yeah. I also like just uh just the uh. Just, just the, the spirituality aspect of it, man. Just that, that whole lustful uh, energy. It, it just, it, it was just, it just took me to a low vibrating, mm-hmm. uh, low vibrating place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, it just, it, 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 it served me no purpose after yeah. after a certain time. It was just, uh, it was just hindering me in, in the, you know. And the thing is, this is this is another thing. I, I, I and I've heard brother say this, and I, I've never really paid attention to it. But like the whole, you know, no fab, no porn, no all that stuff. Like it, it really, it really heightens your, 
sexual, um, the way women view you, and it's not it's not so much it's not so much as of you of you withholding. It's the energy behind you withholding. Like once you get into a state where where you know just like focused on purpose and where women you just so nonchalant about women that energy right there women crave a man with that energy even back you know in my 30s when i was when i was getting to that to that energy you know like i said the same women that would deny me once i just say you know what i got nonchalant about women and focused on something else man it was like women even you know here in the recent times brother my, my dm will be still so anytime i'm not thinking about women even if i'm like you know i don't want to entertain women i'm not looking at the hub anything women related I, i'm it's just so back burner man my, my dm's cup will be over, overflowing because women can literally feel that they can feel it man mm. so so you know leaving it just the whole the whole energy around watching porn and, and lusting women and, and thirst trapping on the gram and all that stuff Man, it is it, nothing good behind it. No, it's nothing. Uh, Napoleon Hill, I with the devil, when he was talking about man and his sexual desires, he was, he, he said a man's success is directly uh, tied to his ability to control his sexual appetite. Absolutely, he said a man that can control his sexual appetite will never see poverty. That's right. And when I first read it, I was like, man, that's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. But what, but once a man kind of turns, you know kind of just redirects from that, those lustful ways, man, his money will get right, his health will get right, and he won't have a, he will never have an issue getting women. Like, never. Right. Never. Because now I understand what women are, what women are drawn to. Right. And it, it's not that I think, you know, literally like, like porn itself is just that bad, it's, you know, but I think it's the energy you have to be in to watch it. Yeah. It's what, it's what's bad. And you got to be deep in that energy. And I think that, you know, we all had it when we were oh, small. Yeah. We saw the softcore porn. I mean, now softcore porn is normal on TV now. Before, you you never, oh, you had man. to wait to get on cable. You had to wait to get to like yeah. HBO and Showtime before you saw that. And, I'm, and yeah. you remember you had to get that big, ugly looking box for cable. But um, yeah, and then yeah. you know it, it, one it's, in the morning, watch right? Thing. And you had to wait till like one in the morning, exactly twelve, one o'clock. Yeah. But then it's like yeah. now it's so normalized that Man. you know now it, it, as I said with soft core now is like even when you start entering again, we all did it. Was you listen to watch your your pops or your uncle, your cousin, your brother's Playboy or something? Yeah. And then oh yeah, there it is. Now you're watching the little stuff, and then what you don't know and don't see is that. You start to go de- deep into this. Now, I'm going to even call it a rabbit hole. It's the abyss. And that yeah. abyss is like you start looking at some things and you and, and, and as you said, like you need more. You don't realize like, man, yeah. I'm getting attracted to this. This is the great. And this is yeah. wait, why, what's wrong with me? And it's like you don't yeah. really understand that at the moment until yeah. like for me, I understood when I had an addiction um, one time when I left church one day and I was chilling and, you know, I don't mind. And, and then, and then, you know, I sat there and there it is. I'm watching porn like 45 minutes after leaving church. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, something is wrong. And I'm like, you know, cause again, I was like, oh no, I'm good. I'm, I'm not bad as soul. I'm not bad as Brad. I'm not bad as dumb, yeah, 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 but no, yeah, yeah. something is wrong. And, you know, when you hear yeah, people yeah. say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I think we still got that battle today. We hear with with men today that, oh, nah, there's nothing wrong. It's normal. Yeah, it's normal when you look at, at certain things, but then you got to know when 
there's a difference between what is moderate and then what is you're in trouble. Yeah. You're yeah. in trouble. Yeah, you got to know agree. the difference. When you're watching this several times a day, you're watching this several times a week. When did you realize you came to your full understanding and full ingratiated yourself full in your new spiritual mindset? Now, I, I would say uh, it hasn't been long, to be honest. I would say uh, three years, four years. Like like when I finally when I finally went through the cycles enough times, like like even even going back to. You know, back in my 20s and going back to when I hit that lowest spot, like it was all like looking back over the last 15, 20 years, it was all the same cycle. It just, it just looked different. It had different characters in it, it had different cars, it had different energies, different people. But when I looked at it, it was the exact same. And once I hit around 40, you know, when I hit that low place on my 40th birthday and I said, you know what, I'm going to separate myself from everything and everybody and, and I moved north a little bit. And I just, I just soaked in my own energy for like a whole year. That's when I said, you know what? This, this, I had to create this final version of myself, or at least this next version of myself. I said, you know what? This, this is, this is my life's mission. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. Like the old me, I, I literally had to crucify my old self, man. I had, I had to kill that old version, man. And, and that's when a lot of people, a lot of places and things fell away, and, and I moved into, you know, my purpose. And the thing is. Like that's when I say life, life happened just by me stepping into that that energy, by by me trying to you know focus strictly on the source, the Most High. Man, so many opportunities happened, man. My, my you know everything, everything just went up. My money went up, man. My my relationship, my, my my the relationship with my family, my sister, my mom, everything just like flourished, man. My son, uh, uh, you know, I have a fourteen uh, year old son. My son, you know, from from my ex wife. My son uh, moved in with me, man. So now, you know, wow. me and my son are just, it's like life is, it's like, and the thing is, like two years ago, when I couldn't see life like it was now, life was good two years ago. But I said, I, I want to, I wanna, if, I, if I know who I am and I create anything I want, I said, I want to create something, man, that, that, that at, this, at this point, I don't even think can happen. And I just, I just started, started, you know, moving in that energy and believing. And man, life just started happening. And, and the thing I say, I said, well, if the Most High man did this for me and showed me what He showed me and, and put me where He put me and kept me from what He kept me from, it's like it's like, man, I, I I can't go back. It's like I can't go back to the old me, even though the old me calls me sometimes, man. It's like it, it it tries to surf, it tries to resurface, but it's like it's like I poured so much concrete around the new me. It's like it's like it, there's no room for it now. Like all I'm trying to do now is to take from where I was at 23. You know, and now and, and just bridge that gap, so so other guys don't have to go twenty years to learn it. You know, they can just learn from from mistakes I made. You know, mistakes that you made and other brothers like us, man. Yeah, that's what's up. So tell me, why do you keep your towel and still get in that ring, man? Because but this is the thing, brother. It's like I thought I was sitting thinking one day, man. I said I said, what is it that you know when when I leave this when I leave this planet? What is it that I want people? to know about me what is it i want people to remember about me and, and i would say man that the reason I, I i i i keep that towel man is 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 because i, I when i leave this planet i want to say i want people to say man like like he came he did his thing and, and he, he actually tried to make this world better than it was before he came you know i, I want him I want, I want this world to be a better place because i was here man from the live chats and everything i i can promise you you're you're hitting a lot of people and you were definitely doing that and you know, brother, I give you so much credit and so much love because 
when you had with your mom and your sister on one of your um one of your videos one time man i just saw i saw a, a different man there like this you you you're a humble guy regardless in but i don't know you like so extra humble and i mean when you had your mom on it was just so happy to see with you just saying yo this is where i'm at this is what i'm doing and and your mother giving saying hey look this was i, I knew what he can be and what you can do and it's like wow your mom was just showing love and how much you appreciated her and then when you did the same with your sister and like how you spoke about, I believe your sister's older than you, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. And you spoke about like just how you looked up to her. And then when you came around her family and everything, it was like, yo, this is why I admire my sister. And I was like, wow, bro. I was just like, yeah, this brother's a solid man right here. Solid man right mm -hmm. here. I appreciate it, man. So yes, bro. That, man. I really we're about to hop out of here let the people know about the stuff you got you got some program and where can they reach you if anything you want to say the floor is yours man yeah we, we can definitely find me on you know as far as social media man i'm on instagram underscore immortal minds uh you can find me on youtube that's immortal minds conversation with soul uh if you go to the website www.immortalminds.com you, you'll see my courses i have a uh uh, what I call the recipe. It's a manifestation masterclass. So that, that thing, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's been amazing in a lot of people's lives. I have The Beautiful Faces of Evil. That's pretty much talking about, it's a documentary about, uh, you know, your interaction with the Proverbs 5 woman. I talk about my personal experiences as well as the experiences of, of me in my life. It, it's a very, uh, uh, I, I went real close to home on that one. And then I have The Path. Uh, the, the path is pretty much breaking down like the stages of enlightenment. Like like when a person, you know, going back to like when I was in my in my twenties and I kind of had to step away from everything, you know, I pretty much document all, all of the stages from going from just that awareness stage, you know, through the silence and, and trying to get understanding to, to the ultimate you know, awakening stage. And that's the path. And uh and, and that's what I have going on, brother. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Getting a chance to spend some time with this brother in the gym. And so this was an incredible sparring session with you, brother. Woo! So um, I appreciate it, brother. thank you so much for sitting back and just getting some time to come and vibe with me and everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I'm going to make sure I put all his information in the description box just in case if you missed it, you'll be able to check him out. And, yeah, please go on his YouTube channel and check out the plethora and plethora of videos and his God Talk Live that he has with some incredible people men and women that you'll be able to listen to and i promise you there is no way that you're just going to turn away mm -mm. i promise you're going to need to go and relook relook at it again to just gain some other nuggets and everything so so thank you so much so ladies and gentlemen there it is right there and that's the end like i always let you know this is what life is life is a fight and as you heard my man soul spoke about that he had to find his peace and he did he had to find it a hard way but he kept in that ring and kept hitting kept hitting his opponent which was his own self and look at where this man is now and it's not a, it's not an easy fight but he still keep going so like i always tell you wipe the blood wipe the sweat wipe the tears but whatever you do don't throw in the towel this is your man aunt boogie i'll check you when i check you i'll see you when i see you the round is officially over peace